You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today, we're having a great conversation, and it's brought to you by the Brandon Valley Area Chamber of Commerce. I just want to thank all the businesses in town that have have believed in this podcast and believed in our mission to build community one conversation at a time. It's really what community is. It's people. It's getting to know one another and talking. And today, uh, we're in for a treat. We're going to have a conversation with Brandon resident, Brandon grad, Jenny Downey. Thanks for having me, John. It's an honor. I'm a bit of a podcast junkie, so when I saw that there was a Brandon podcast, I was like, awesome, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it's so much, it's so fun because you get to just kind of, while you're doing other things, maybe driving or working or cleaning or doing dishes or who knows what, you can kind of listen in and and get to know some stories and meet some people uh, on your own time. Definitely. And I do listen to podcasts while I'm driving and, and doing house projects. So I've what, logged hours. <laughs> what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to? <laughs> well, I listen to Crime Junkie, okay, Anatomy of Murder. Uh, yes, I kind of like the true crime genre. And then, oh, right. yeah, I listen to um, yours, of course. And then uh, trying to think of some others. Uh, anything about... Uh, the market and economy, and then my son has gotten me started on some other interesting ones. Yeah. So you're able to, with your son, how old is your son? He's a senior in college. Okay. Well, so, one of them. Is. Okay. <laughs> so you're able to kind of cross over and have a shared conversation then with with, yeah. your, with your kids. And it's kind of cool because then I know what's going on in his mind and, and can have a conversation with him about that if I'm a little bit more aware of what's running around in sure, there. Sure, sure. That's probably not the case for all parents, because I know for me, sometimes I ask the question, what is going on in my kids' brain? Like, what are they thinking? Exactly. Well, good for you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your, tell us a little bit how you got to Brandon. Your, tell us about your family. That sure. would be great. Uh, we'd love to, love to get to know you, Jenny. Okay. Well, I did a little math, and I determined that I probably moved to Brandon the first time in 1982. Uh, I would be in fourth grade at that time, moved from Northwest Iowa. I think my dad... Um, Landon and Brandon because he could pick. He had a territory in Northwest Iowa, South South Dakota, um, Minnesota, and he could live anywhere in that territory. And he picked Brandon. So, I actually have a story of my friend Heather, who is still my friend to this day. She vividly remembers my first day in fourth grade in Brandon. She said, "Jenny, you walked in the classroom and you had knickers, which I guess is an old school way of having capris, and then saddle shoes." And glasses, and we we'll, we just never forgot that was your outfit. I made a fashion statement that first yeah. day. You brought Northwest Iowa right to South Dakota. I did. It's <laughs> great. So yes, grew up in Brandon with my two brothers, and um, graduated in '91. Went off to college, um, went to grad school, and then my husband got married. And my husband's first job was in Sioux Falls, so we've lived in Sioux Falls for the last 24 years, and then just moved our family out to Brandon in July. And I have a daughter who's married. She lives in Sioux Falls. And then a son who's away at college. And then I have a senior and a freshman son. They're okay. still going to school in Sioux Falls just to finish up. Sure, sure. We kind of sprung the move on them. And yeah. Yeah, they wanted to finish up school where they were. So I get it. I'm in the same—we same. We moved here six years ago and had the same situation. Like, it's uh, 
it's interesting when you're moving with kids and uh, there's a lot that goes with that, obviously. And so uh, I'm glad you're here. Tell me, it was interesting because in season one, uh, you were listening and you joined in and you reached out to us, which we really want that. Like we want to help people uh, in Brandon get to know their neighbors. And so that's something that really resonated with your heart, having been from Brandon and you were actually been new to Brandon two times. That's right. In 82 and 2002, right? 2021. 2021. Excuse there you go. You did the math. I, I'm not good at math. <laughs> so, but tell us a little bit about how you leaned into that community conversation thing. How did you do that? It's a, it's a unique story. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, the reason we moved to Brandon was kind of funny because um, my husband had said, we're never moving again. And we've moved around quite a bit, quite a few houses. And he's like, this is where we're staying. And then in my job, I get to see uh, houses that are coming on the market before they hit the market. And I this one caught my eye. And I showed him the pictures, and he said, when can we go look? I'm like, oh, boy, this might be <laughs> actually <laughs> happening. So, it you know, most people pick a community to move to based on proximity to a job, proximity to family, or they heard something about the schools that appeals to them. But for us, it wasn't any of those reasons. We We had two reasons. One, it was specifically the house that we mm -hmm. liked and yeah. fell in love with. And then number two, it just felt like coming home because I had lived there before. So this house, it feels like we're in a lake cabin. It's surrounded by really old oak trees and it overlooks Split Rock Creek. Oh, cool. And you see, both of our jobs require us to be around on the weekends. And so we aren't going to be the family that's able to get away to a lake cabin two hours away every weekend in the summer. So we decided this house is kind of like making up for that, that we just get to feel like we're at the lake. Sure. So that's why we ended up in that house. And then people would be like, oh, you're moving to Brandon. It's hard to get to know people there. It's so clicky. Yeah. Unless your kids are in sports, it's yeah. good luck. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. Um, that didn't sound right to me. So that we are going to get to know our neighbors right away. Yeah. We're not going to wait five years and then maybe figure it out. We're going to right away. So, um, we knew when we moved into that house that our entire neighborhood's streets were going to be torn up like mm, within a month. Yeah. And sure enough, backhoes arrived and they ripped up everything. The sewer lines, the water lines, the pavement, everything. Even our mailbox got ripped out, our driveway. So for three and a half, four months, it was just trudging through other people's yards to park two streets away. And our neighbors were really helpful. They'd be like, hey, we found a shortcut, and these people don't mind if we go through their yard. Or do you need to borrow our utility wagon to for your groceries or whatever? Nice. So, And you and I talked a little bit about yeah. that on the phone. It was just we all shared the same adversity, and yeah. it kind of brought us together. So I told my husband, what would happen if we had a potluck and celebrated the end of the construction project and kind of thought I was crazy. That's a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's 20 families that live on sure. Oak Ridge. And um, I'm like, it just wouldn't leave my mind. I'm like, I really want to do this. And now the construction project got finished quite a bit later than what they planned on, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, they, were, they were out finishing up like the night before the first snow. So in my mind, I envisioned this to be a fall potluck, yeah. but it turned into a December 12th potluck. <laughs> okay. um, and I literally, I made these invitations. Here, I brought a copy of the invitation. And I 
put them all in a wagon and hand delivered them to the 20 houses. And it, I w- I, then I was like, oh, what if nobody comes? Maybe, yeah. maybe it's going to be a dud and I'll make all this food and it'll be for nothing. I'll clean my house for nothing. <laughs> Heaven forbid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think 12 families came out of the 20 and some of them wanted to be there. They just couldn't, you know, the weekend didn't wait. I, I made sure I did not plan it over top of a Vikings game. I knew that would, that would hinder. So yeah, tw- 12 families. And it was so awesome. That is so cool. Well, uh, you, you'll get a chance. We'll get a chance to, uh, to talk about this, but I, I, I love that idea of taking a positive, proactive approach to building community. Cause there are a lot of negative things you can say about really any community, for sure. Because um, every community has its, you know, kind of maybe it's things that, it, you know, are unique to it. And But I appreciate that approach. I think that's what makes Brandon special is because people come here most of the time and they're saying, hey, we want to be here. Mm-hmm. I choose this town. You talked about choosing it for the house. Um, but, I, but I think we all have chosen Brandon for one reason or another. And, and the idea is, hey, what can we what can we build here in a positive sense? And that's what we want to do with this podcast is really get to know one another. And, and I appreciate that perspective. You're, you said that you work on the weekends. Um, you're in, you're in real estate. You work in real estate. Um, tell us a little bit, give those that are listening. I mean, give us a little, uh, can you, you probably get asked this a lot, but prognosticate for us. Is this going to, how long is this going to be around the way things are now? I mean, what's, what would be your advice to someone that either has a home, or somebody that's looking for a home. Oh boy, <laughs> a free pass to promote my business. Um, well, well, educate us. Educate right? you. the The market is is tight right now. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a low inventory, but that's a really great opportunity for sellers, uh, people who are like, yeah, we've always kind of thought we might want to do something different, and this would be a great time. Uh, there'd probably be twenty people uh, lining up to buy your house right now, and especially if you live in Brandon, that's especially true. Um, the interest rates are, you know, rumored to be on the rise, but they're still historically low. Great yeah, time yeah. for people to get into uh, their first house. And then, um, you know, you're only going to build equity because the, the homes appreciate. They don't depreciate. And so if you take care of your house, you are going to have such a great investment. And I, I just get the privilege to help people. I say I'm a matchmaker. I just help oh, people sure. uh, fall in love with or look at homes until they fall in love with the one that's home and then you know I can help sellers and buyers but it's it's a interesting and competitive time so mm-hmm. if you are ready to get into hunting for a house you have to be on your game and have have your ducks in a row and I have some strategies that I've helped people win offers and there's been 20 offers on the table and we won and so that's great I guess selecting a have you been, now you mentioned going to school, grad school. What would you say, I mean, how did that, your education prepare you for what you're doing now um, or or how it didn't? Or what would you recommend to somebody that's maybe the age of your kids that's looking to get into uh, the marketplace, education, job? I mean, talk about that a little bit from the perspective of a successful uh, businesswoman, but then also from the perspective of a mom. Talk talk about what, what is, how do you connect education and, and then a, a career, but bread on the table. Right? Sure. Well, <clears throat> I didn't go to grad school. I just wanted to clarify that was my husband. Mm. But I see. Interestingly enough, he he worked in that field for five years and then quit, and we went into ministry. So okay, <laughs> it, I got you. You know, but it is interesting because you know my daughter went to college and 
instantly got a job as a nurse and that's a great field. And then I'm looking at my son, he's going into business and there's just, who knows what he'll end up doing, but he, he's fluent in Spanish. So I, I hope that gives him a leg up, but I'm looking at my younger two boys and, you know, in this day and age, I don't know that everybody needs to go to college. I think there's some great opportunities around here and I don't think we should assume that every kid needs to go to college. I'm looking at Marmon every day. I get on the interstate. Sometimes I get behind one of those long (laughs) (laughs) pieces of metal they're hauling down the interstate. But I've known someone who, right out of high school, um, was doing an internship there and got hired right on the spot and is making a really good living. Like he'd qualify to buy a house. And he never went to college. And I just think there's opportunities out there. Yeah, you talk with people that are involved in the in the workforce conversation of of how important it is to, you know, to to really see someone's experiences and their skills and sometimes the things that you need for a job that can pay well aren't even things that necessarily you need to go to college for. I think, um, you know, it's certainly an interesting time. Yeah, I mean, in my line of work, I'm constantly working with um, builders or plumbers, electricians, people in those trades, and they're they're desperate for people to, to hire who are good workers and they don't need to have a college degree, but they will train them. And they would really like to have some solid people to hire. So I'm thinking of that too for my kids. Like, you know, don't count that out as an option. Yeah, you're you're obviously, one of the things that we like to ask here is what, how do you define community? You're obviously very proactive uh, in doing that. It sounds like you, that's part of who you are even. I mean, it sounds that way. Yeah. In fact, it's a project I'm working on as I build my website. I'm trying to go and find people who live in a lot of the communities around Sioux Falls and ask them, what do you love about your community? Because nice. I have people who are looking to buy houses in Harrisburg and Del Rapids and T and Baltic and Hartford and Brandon. I want to know what I can promote about their community. So I'm working on that. But to me, community is it's an investment because it's you're caring about people. You're first you got to get to know them, then you got to care about them, and then you have to give your time, talents and treasure in that community so that you're investing in it so it will thrive. Right. I I just read this story and I was reading this in the pandemic. It's called Them by Ben Sass, Why We Hate Each Other and How to Heal. And he wrote that that in 2018. But it's really amazing how it applies to uh, COVID and that kind of stuff. But he's talking about community and how um, people have isolated. And, and he gave an example. His first story was about the Chicago heat wave in 1995, which I knew nothing about that. Mm-hmm. But 790-some people perished because the temps were in the like 115 and the, their air conditioners didn't run and, and they died. And they did a study about who died. You know, who were these people? Was it all poor people? Was it all a certain area of town? And it turned out to be it was people who were isolated and didn't have anyone that checked in on them and knew they were alone and just needed, you know, someone to stop by and say, are you okay? Are you okay? Is your air conditioner running? And it just made me think, I want to know who my neighbors are. I want to not be isolated. And I don't want my neighbor to be isolated. I want to know, do they need someone to check in on them? So like in our last house, we put a fence in, we put a gate on purpose to the backyard Mm -hmm. of our next door neighbor. So if somebody moved in, we could go through and get to know them and check on them. Yeah. Good for you. We're going to, we're going to include that, uh, that title of that book. I'd not heard of that, but it certainly um, is a timely message 
Uh, because I think as we build community and brand, and you know this around here, that there's one of the, I mean, one of the main things we're looking at is, is, uh, is, is building it because there's new people. There's new people all over the place. And um, being a new person yourself, you know what that feels like to be the new kid on the block. Um, shout out. 1991. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about um, <laughs> another story from when I moved to Brandon. I used to go to, I lived on Needle Street, and I used to go to the little library that's on Sylvan Circle. And that's now a museum, I think. Yeah. But that was the library. And I, it was so small. I think I read every book that was available in there. But I, I think the limit was 10. And I remember walking, trudging home with my t- stack of 10 books and I found a shortcut if I jumped over the fence into my, I could go into my backyard. And the neighbors complained about me climbing their fence. And I was like, <laughs> come on, people, let's celebrate that I'm a reader. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I celebrate that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. But this Ben Sass, um, he also talks about this concept of social capital. And I'm like, what is that? The soil of meaningful relationships that helps individuals and societies flourish. Mm. And I really like that idea. I want Brandon to flourish, so I have to be invested in cultivating that soil of meaningful relationships. Yeah, that's an interesting thought that that relationships are the context for for growth. That there's this soil, right? Yeah. Nothing grows without dirt, right? Um, and to have that as our community's mindset, I think, is a great picture. What if we thought about Brandon as as a as a as a garden, empty, and 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 how will things grow in our garden? Is is a great. I love that. I got a new book for my book list. <laughs> You're this welcome. This is great. Thank you very much. Well, um, I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Jenny, for joining us. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have this obviously available. We'll make sure that some of the things you mentioned, including your party invite, um, is this something you guys this party is something you guys are gonna do again? I mean, did you guys have a conversation about that? Is this gonna be an annual thing or? Sure. Well, my awesome neighbors seem to think it's a good idea to make it an annual event. So, um, I think we will. For sure, do it again. I just don't know if it will be in the winter. Like, I'd like to try a, a summer one. So, yeah. Well, and I have I, to I, shout out to my former neighbors in both of our old neighborhoods. They modeled that for me. We had block parties and they showed me how to do that. Nice. Well, good. You're spreading the love to Brandon. That's, That's cool. Great. Thanks, Jenny, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!